Hi and welcome. My name is Rob Scott from UC Today and in this session I'm joined by Jonathan George, Cisco WebEx Master and Digital Collaboration Lead at Adopt. And we're going to be looking into Cisco's WebEx Assistant for meetings. So welcome Jonathan, how are you today? I'm great Rob, good to see you again. You're looking well. I can see that that post lockdown, the barbers have opened and you have taken advantage of that, that facility. So that's good news. Well done. Absolutely. You know, it was, it was probably the best feeling I've had for a long time, getting a good proper haircut. So uh, yeah, good, good to see you too. Um, Jonathan, uh, today's session, WebEx assistant for meetings. Um, you know, first of all, why don't we talk about just, you know, uh, virtual assistants for a moment and the kind of background around uh, voice commands and things like that. It wasn't very good back in the day, but we've come a long way, haven't we? So what's your uh, what's your perspective on on these virtual assistants? We have. I mean, the voice recognition is nothing new, is it? I mean, you know, I've got a can't remember what age my car is on the drive, but it's got a little, you know, voice control thing on the uh, on the steering wheel. I don't know whether you've ever had a car like that, but I mean, it, it, I found that to be unusable right you press the button and you go phone home and it says calling simon you go no no no, no i didn't want you to do that you know or you, you so you know that i think that start that early days of voice technology or voice recognition technology really really struggled a little bit you know and then you saw things like alexa come on and google home and actually we're now seeing this stuff to be more commonplace and, and more accurate. You know, if you use Siri to dictate an email or you, you know, you speak to Alexa to turn on the lights, you know, magic happens and it, and it seems to work. Um, and Cisco got involved in that pretty early on with what, you know, they originally, I can't remember what they originally called it, but I remember it being being demonstrated on stage at one of the, the partner meetings with the WebEx assistants for their devices. So the idea that you you could walk into a room and you could go, okay, WebEx, join my meeting, and you know things would 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 happen. The, the the endpoint would light up and it would it would join your meeting, and actually, so that that sort of command and control assistant type capability has been been there on Cisco's roadmap for quite a time. And if you look back, you know they acquired a company called MindMeld back in in May 2017. Um, and then more recently, in September 2019, they, they acquired a company called Voicea. So they've made you know, some pretty huge investments into that voice recognition, not just the voice recognition side, but the natural language processing, which is when I think this stuff really starts to become useful. Yeah, it's interesting. We've, we seem to have come a long way. And voice assistants, I don't know whether you call sometimes I get confused between voice assistants and virtual assistants, digital assistants, and... And, and voice AI, but I mean, basically, there's billions of these voice-enabled assistants out there now, isn't there? Apparently, you know, the population is something like what, almost eight million. Sorry, eight billion in the world, and there's almost four billion voice assistants out there now with AI enablement. So um, this isn't going away, is it? So um, it's really interesting what Cisco have done. So how about give us an intro on kind of what WebEx Assistant is? You know what? What have they? What have they done? And what is it? What's it designed for? So, as I say, originally it was designed for the for the devices, right? And actually, um, in this this pandemic environment that we're living through at the moment, that that command and control capability actually potentially as as organisations go back into the workplace, the idea of of non-touch joining meetings is actually 
although that might seem a bit gimmicky, actually that's something that's potentially going to be very important as, as um, companies return to the turn return to the workplace. Um, so it's always been there to have that you know that sort of capability. Um, the obvious set next step to that would be that if we're recording a, a meeting, that it would be useful to have a, a transcript of that of that meeting. And in fact, WebEx has had that capability for for some time, right? Frankly, though, um, it was a bit laughable, right? You would record a meeting and you get a transcript back, and it would be no more useful than to give you a good laugh about how it transcribed some of some of the things. With the Voicea acquisition that happened, as I say, back in September 2019, I think they really made a good investment in in some technology that was really better able to transcribe that natural language. Proce have the natural language processing and the ability to process that that capability. So, um, a little while back, when you recorded a, a WebEx meeting, then the transcription of that meeting would be basically processed and delivered by the Voicear engine, and that was actually a huge step forward from what was there previously. And I've used that, for example, when I was preparing some training courses. I actually recorded myself in a meeting, just actually delivering what I was proposing to deliver via the training. And that actually gave me a, a transcript of what I said that, you know, would have taken me ages to write down, but actually the ability to just talk to a camera, have that transcript. Of course, it's not going to be 100% accurate, right? None of these things are going to be 100% accurate. I think the industry standard is something like a 20% WER, which I assume means word error rate. Um, so I think that's the, you know, that's the, the level of acceptability, if you like, around these things. But that transcription of, of, of what's said into a, um, a text transcription is actually very useful, right? Because then if you looked at what, what we could do with the recordings is that if I'd got a recording and then a transcript of that recording afterwards, because I've got a text-based transcript, I can actually now search for keywords in that. So rather than me, when I, if I, in the old days, if I wanted to review a WebEx recording and find the bit of the meeting that I was interested in, I'd have to stop and fast forward and rewind and fast forward and stop and, and find the place that I, I wanted to go to. Now with this capability, when you reviewed that WebEx recording, I could search for a phrase like you see today, right? And see, okay, where did that appear in the meeting? I could go straight to that bit in the meeting, review the portion of the meeting that I needed to without having to sit through all four hours of it. So that that transcription process has always been there. And that, that's been there for quite some time. You know, what's new is actually some of the live transcription stuff that we're going to show in a minute during a meeting that actually basically is, a, is the next stepping stone to make this stuff, you know, more useful, more engaging as we go forward. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the magic happens, isn't it? Because transcription has been around for a long time, as you say, but actually it's processing that fast now that they can actually do something with it in real time. So uh, this is where we can apply, I suppose, AI technology and machine learning to kind of you know, glean insights and things that, uh, that we, we may never have dreamed of before. So, yeah, really interesting. So come on, let's talk about what it can do. Um, what, you know, in its very basic form, you know, how can it help me have a better meeting experience? Well, rather than talk about it, why don't why don't I show you? So that would probably be the uh, the the best idea. So I'm going to yeah. um, I'm going to fire up my meeting window. So I'm going to share into this meeting my meeting window. Okay, so um, you should be able to see that. Yes. Um, and 
you can see that I'm joined to the, this meeting via uh, via a video endpoint. This is obviously the, the classic WebEx client that, that we've got here. Um, and you can actually see over on the right hand side that while we've been been um, recording this meeting, while we've been talking, then the transcription has been happening and you can see that happening in real time. So, you know, what I just said suddenly appears. OK, and, it, and does it know who's talking? So it knows who's so um, you can see Well, you've answered your own question because there in the window, it says like you, you ask the question, does it know who's talking? And it's got your, your name associated with that. On the roadmap are some enhancements that will come along with as this, like all sort of AI technology, it learns as it goes along. Right. So the more you use it, the better it's going to going to get. Um, and ultimately what will happen is if you've got people in a conference room that were joined to a WebEx meeting, then it would recognize the voice patterns of particular people in the meeting and then give you that channel, if you like, to uh, so you would see that in the transcription. Right now, if we if, if there was a conference room joined to this meeting and five people in that conference room, when they spoke, we would just see the, the name of the room and who, you know, whatever was was spoken there. Now, so, what? Yeah, Sorry, on, so right, it's right. got AI note-taking capabilities, but Cisco also say that you can spend more time on outcomes rather than taking notes. So how does it do that? How does it take a meeting and kind of, you know, produce insights and actionable things? Okay, so let, let's, well, let's demonstrate one, one further thing here. So if I go down here and turn this little button on here, then this is turning on closed captions. Okay, so now... Obviously, we have the transcript going on on the, the right hand side. But now, as I'm speaking, you can see that you get this in, in, in closed captions. So that should potentially aid understanding of the meeting. Maybe if you've got people that, that English is not their natural language, but it's easier for them to read that. And you can see that it's correcting things as, as it goes along. Right. And it, this this stuff actually works better when there's a natural flow to the conversation. When I've been preparing to demonstrate this stuff, actually, barking staccato phrases at the WebEx assistant doesn't work very well. And I'll show you that, that in a minute. So but the, if I talk really slowly, it doesn't work as well. <laughs> or does it? <laughs> you can I see what you mean, though. You don't, normally, you wouldn't have it on the screen necessarily distracting you during a meeting, would you? You'd, I take it you can download it afterwards or access the transcript afterwards? Yeah, so it's all available after the meeting, right? And, and, and in fact, because we're recording this meeting, we'll get a full transcript of the meeting. But what we'll also get is the highlights from the meeting, right? Now, I just wanted to cover off on, on the, the closed captioning thing is, is interesting in terms of, you know, obviously, if you've got people with hearing impairments, then that's a, a useful enhancement to the, to the meeting. What will come shortly is the ability to do real-time translation into another language. Right. So now that actually so if you were not a, a, a natural English speaker, then what you could do would turn on translation to your your language. Uh, I think Spanish is actually going to be the, being the first one. Um, and so those closed captions would be I would be speaking in English and it would be translating it into into Spanish. Right? I don't know if you remember the, you know, the Douglas Adams book, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and the, you know, the idea of the Babel fish, the thing that you stuck in your yeah. ear. You know, we're getting getting close to that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what what that happens. But this is, you know, this is a stepping stone. You know, we, we've got to get this bit right before you can get on to the next bit. That's really clever, though. It's kind of like assisted 
translation, isn't it? When it's, it's like subtitles, you know, when you're watching the television in a different languages, you, know, you might pick up on key words, but actually having a transcription or the captions in front of you on the screen, subtitles, it just assists you all the way through. So that's really clever, isn't it? That's, I can see real value in that going forward. Yeah, and, and the, the thing about the, this virtual assistant is that it responds to commands, okay? So for example, I can, you know, and again, this is, I think this is gonna take a little while for users to get used to the, the like I've got Alexa at home to, you know, to turn on the lights. My wife refuses to talk to Alexa to turn on the lights, right? <laughs> so the idea of, of talking to an assistant during the meeting to get it to do things, I think is gonna take a little, there's gonna be a, an adoption challenge associated with that. But for example, I could say, okay, WebEx, the decision is that we need to go out to dinner next week. And you can see there that it said highlight created. Okay, so the, the idea was that it, it, it heard what I said. I woke up the assistant by, by a trigger word. It heard what I said and would have created a highlight. It takes a little while for it to process that, but over here on the, the right hand side that you can see there's a highlights phrase right so here you can actually see that that highlight has been created okay and you can see how it was created i created it through a voice command so in practical terms you you highlight something you know so to create an action so when you're looking at this afterwards you can say right okay we agreed some actions da, 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 da. That, that's that's the use case right yeah, and, and, and what you can see here is that that was the first time I demonstrated, but actually, if you look above it, there is a action item that was created, okay? And you can see here that that was me just talking, and I happen to use the words next step. So there is a, there's some certain trigger words. Right now, they're set trigger words. Ultimately, they'll be configurable. So automatically, as you're talking, naturally, it should create highlights for the meeting. OK, so if, for example, I said the action item is that we should set up a meeting next week to further this discussion. Ultimately, we should see that act, that um, text effectively appear back into the into the highlights of the meeting. The other thing you can do is that if I go back to the captions themselves, and let's say I scroll up and I find something that's useful, that's worth highlighting. For example, uh, you know, here, this is you saying something and, and actually that's a, a worthy point. I can actually click to highlight this and I can move that into the highlight section. Well, that's what not happened? reality, is it? I say very few uh, uh, no, <laughs> worthy points in meetings. So uh... you're right. That's not going to be something that's going to be ultimately very useful for you. But for most normal people, that will be quite useful. But the, the benefit of putting things into the highlights is that even if I wasn't recording this meeting, I can go back to the WebEx portal after this meeting and look at those highlights. So those highlights are there for me. I can send those highlights to other people. And actually, there's a little audio button there that I can press. I can listen to the, the, the audio that goes along with the highlight, just in case the transcription wasn't 100% accurate. And that I can actually then hear the, you know, those highlights from the, from the meeting. So the idea that, that I really like the idea of we're just having a meeting and we're just talking and we're using particular phrases like, OK, we agree that this is going to be a good thing moving forward. That because I've used that trigger word, 
I don't need to think about taking those notes or anything else. It should automatically appear in the highlights. You know, if we go back here, then you can see here that again, some other things have, have happened, right? That, that we've got action items here. Here's the one that I manually highlighted and you can see that it was, you know, created by the fact that I highlighted um, the, the text in the caption. You can see here that, okay, this is me creating it via a voice command. And you can see here, as I go through, if I scroll down, it's, it's all happening, you know, in real time here, is that, again, it's picked up action items as a, a keyword and highlighted the text associated. Above, it's picked up the we agree keyword and it's picked that up from here. So it it's a really tricky thing to demonstrate because actually, when I again, when I was trying to do this, you know, you, you'd end up just staccato barking trigger words at it. You know, we agree the decision is that the action and the next step should be to meet next week, right? That's going to confuse the hell out of it, right? It, it will probably pick up that and make a note of it. But it's, it's much easier when there's just a general flow of the conversation. You know, it's also not very good at picking up phrases that aren't really natural language. So, for example, if I say one, two, three, four, five, once I caught a fish alive, it makes a right mess of that, right? <laughs> you know, what if he says, uh, what if I say, OK, WebEx, tell me a joke? Then it should tell you a joke. <laughs> but we won't be able to hear that on the uh, on on the and the jokes aren't very good. Trust me. So that's again not something that we probably <laughs> would, would want yeah. to do that often. Yeah, but there are in 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 actual fact in reality there are a number of uh, commands that you could ask WebEx like tell me a joke or who made you or what languages do you speak or you know in there as well, right? Yeah. So so I can let me give you an example of that. So I can do okay WebEx create an agenda item to demonstrate the WebEx system. Okay, action item created. Mm. Okay, that's actually created an agenda item, so it didn't quite hear me correctly. But if I go, uh, okay, WebEx, create a summary that we should follow up with Rob next week. Got it, summary added. So you hear, again, you, that again, may not come, come out on the video, but it created a, a summary. So if I go back to the highlights, you can see down here, if I scroll forward, again, it'll maybe it'll take a little while for, to process that, but it should then create, a, there you go, create a summary. So it's, it's got a different, so you can see there that you've got decisions, action items, summaries, and notes. A lot of this, as I said, has been, you know, if, I, if we scroll back through this, a lot of it has been been done automatically without us actually having to, to use that, that trigger word to actually bring up the assistant to tell it to do something. And I think that's where this stuff starts to get really powerful. The idea that, that we can just have a meeting and that the highlights and key decision points or action items or next steps or whatever it is are captured at least some of them. It may not capture 100% of them. You know, I think it's unrealistic to, to think that it's going to, you know, there's going to be a zero error rate there. But enough for actually for us to review the meeting. I think our meeting hygiene, as we become used to this virtual technology, you know, particularly now during this pandemic, we've become very lazy with meeting hygiene, right? And what I mean by that is people have meetings and we have a great meeting and we do a lot of talking and we go, yes, we should do that and we might do this and we could do this. And then a week goes by and we have what I call the Groundhog Day meeting and we have the whole thing again because nobody took a note of the actions, nobody followed up on them. 
nobody did anything about it. And now actually we've got a transcript that we can use to not hold people accountable per se, but actually drive you know, real action out of the meeting rather than, hey, that was a good meeting, we had a really good chat. Yeah, I can see great value in this. And it, it's great to see also that Cisco are delivering on that promise of cognitive collaboration that they've been talking about for, well, you know, at least a couple of years now. Um, but this is cognitive collaboration. This is what it's all about, isn't it? And, and as you, you know, said earlier, this, this we're, I suppose, at the early stages of that journey. Um, so, you know, let's talk about that journey. When is this available? Uh, how is it licensed? You know, how do we get hold of this? So this is this is available now. It's now it's now order, orderable. Um, so I'm just trying to get it enabled for our own internal site because I'm I'm interested to see how you know what happens when we use it for our real meetings to see you know whether this this automatic capturing of of actions and decisions and notes is actually you know really useful. Um, so yes, it, it's orderable. It's an uh, a chargeable add-on extra right to the the WebEx license done on a on a per user basis. Okay, so you don't have to give it to everybody in the organisation. Um, so there is a, a there is a cost associated with it. Um, so and we'll you know we'll see what happens. And and that that Voicea technology, as I say, existed pre Cisco acquisition, right? So Voicea had a product in the market already in there. And and so a lot of what you'll see coming is is what was already existing in Voicea being added into that integration now with the the WebEx um, meetings capability. So, for example, one of the things that Voicea used to do was that at the end of a meeting, it would produce a word cloud. You know, we all know what a word cloud is. You know, a load of words with with words that we use commonly. You know, highlighted in bigger text. Right. That might sound like a, a gimmicky thing to do, but actually, if I couldn't make the meeting, but I get a word cloud at the end of the meeting, I can get some sentiment about what the meeting was about by looking at the word cloud, by seeing the phrases and topics and things that were discussed in the meeting in a very easy to consume graphic that then allows me to make a decision that says, well, actually, that looks like an interesting meeting. I think I'll go and review the transcript or review the recording or do whatever it is I needed to do to follow up rather than I can't be bothered to sit through four hours of that to try and get the 20 minutes of useful stuff out of it. Yeah, I see that really powerful, that sentiment analysis as well. We're starting to see that more in contact centers at the moment with, uh, you know, using AI machine learning to detect the, you know, the sentiment of the conversations that the, people, the agents are having with customers. But I see that as really valuable in the meeting space as well. When you say you're just looking for a key word, you're looking for part of the conversation uh, and you just want to look that up very quickly uh, and also gauge, gauge the feeling of the meeting. How effective was it? How engaged were the, the meeting participants? I, I find that um, you know, really, really invaluable going forward. Absolutely. So, you know, and this is actually, you know, this is, as we can see, you know, in real time, this is actually working pretty well. Right. Again, you're not going to you're going to spot errors. In, in the in the text, you know, if you're you're reviewing this this when we when we push this out, you know, you'll see that you know in the text on the, the right hand side there, you know, it's got gauge gauge to you know had two words with you, and actually it's doing a good job because you know I'm talking but I'm you know stopping, stuttering, repeating words. It, it there's a lot of processing that has to be done to actually get what I'm saying down on paper effectively that you know that's going to be useful at the end of the day. Well, I think it's doing well just to, uh, you know, understand what we're saying. <laughs> I think, well, particularly uh, with your northern accent and my, you know, my southern accent, you know, it's it's doing well to get get that. And and I mean, I think what's what's great is that 
you know, again, I had it. I used to have a, a Jabra headset, right? That that I could ask it what what level of, of battery, um, you know, it had left, right? But but trying to do that was I had to adopt some some sort of U.S. Southern drawl, you know, accent to get it to to tell me what battery level was. You know, if I went battery, it didn't understand it at all. I had to go battery before it would really understand it. Whereas <laughs> actually here. You know, we've got a got a process that you and I are speaking in different accents, and yeah, it's doing a pretty good job of actually transcribing what we're saying. Yeah, and, and as you say, it's only going to get better as well, isn't it? So I think Cisco have done a fabulous job here. Uh, I think that's about enough uh, for today. I think um, we've given everyone a really good demonstration of uh, WebEx Assistant. So, um, Jonathan, as usual, thanks very much for your time. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. If you've enjoyed today's session. Do give us a like or a share on social media. It's always appreciated. And don't forget, there's lots of Cisco news on UC Today. If you just go to uctoday.com forward slash Cisco, you'll find all the latest news, reviews, insights, and, and our videos. So uh, thanks very much. Thanks for watching. <laughs>